Hey, this is Hillary Crowley, and welcome back to the Good Energy Healing Show. It is great to be here. Before I start, quick announcements. I am teaching a course. You can find it on hillarycrowley.com. It's called Stop Ignoring Your Intuition, and it's going to be great for, uh, well, I'm teaching it with the idea that everybody could talk about this near the water cooler or um, at, in the schoolyard or um, in the teacher's lounge. Um, some tips about um, what intuition really is and really get to the heart of it. It's going to be a 90-minute masterclass. I'm really excited. You can find it on hillarycrowley.com. And the other thing is on March uh, 17th in person, um, dating myself this year, it will be uh, March 17th to March 19th, 2023. You can find me at Krupalu. I'm teaching a course, an, in, an in-person workshop retreat at this beautiful uh, retreat, um, one of the largest health and wellness centers in the world um, called um, Kripalu. And you can also find more about that through my website, hillarycrowley.com or follow me on Instagram, Hillary underscore Crowley underscore. You know where I am. Thank you. I promise to keep that short. There you go. Okay. I am back. I am talking about the power, the healing power of the adventure as described as the monomyth by Professor Joseph Campbell, um, who left us with a beautiful legacy of trying to explain how energy and healing and, and, and living life has been mapped out for thousands and thousands of years in the form of story, in the form of mythology. He understood all this mythology. He understood it beautifully. And through understanding and study, he actually found out how they were all discovered and wrote about how they were all interconnected. So I'm here to say that it doesn't take study to understand that um, adventures are interconnected. It takes intuition. It takes um, a reverence for learning and a curiosity, a curiosity about life. So often in the notes that I leave for my clients after a session, it will say, get curious about this. Get curious about your memories of sailing. Get curious about how much water you drink in the day. Get curious about the relationship with your father or the relationship with your mother. This curiosity is the is the jumping off point of micro um, adventures and 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 macro adventures. So um, I got I believe a great correction from my study and pondering and recording of this particular episode. I think I'm on my fourth take, as they say in Hollywood, take four, um, because I kept met missing something. And what I was missing was um, this deep understanding that even though the mythology is plotted out in Tables of content, Contents of the Power of Myth and A Hero with a Thousand Faces, which is a book also by Joseph Campbell or especially by Joseph Campbell that I want to talk about. It's plotted out methodically with numbers and letters and Roman numbers. And, and there's, a, there's a linear aspect to it. Um, and then if you, if you Google and do any kind of search engine on um, images of the monomyth, you're going to see blogs with numbers and bullet points to them. And you're going to see graphs with order to them. And I spoke about the order. I spoke about the order deeply, but I was wrong. I feel like I'm being straight out corrected by Joe himself. I was wrong because it does not help to think about the adventure in a linear fashion. 
that is how it reveals itself after the fact. But there are small adventures inside of large adventures, inside of um, ongoing adventures, on sh- uh, inside of like like short little pilots of adventures. And in doing so, some steps will overlap and convolute and intertangle and entangle, like the entangled universe, our understanding of how we're starting to understand the the multiple dimensions of how all of physics works. Um, As long as you keep looking up at the telescopes and seeing what they're showing us, we do not live in a two-dimensional world. You know, we are part of a massive amount of understandings of how, you know, I can, I can be talking to you right now on the podcast, but I can also have my heart beating those two things. And my heart can have a whole consciousness going on and can have a physical consciousness, have a spiritual thoughts going through it. Do you see what I'm saying? Just, and then my mouth can be saying one other thing. And then if I think about my, my, my right foot, it can, it it has, it's having a completely different experience, but it's all inside the one organism that is me. And that's just a human riffing with you, podcasting with you to say, do you understand how multiple realities can be taking place at the same time within the same consciousness? Yes. Okay. That's called nonlinear. Okay. That's called nonlinear. And I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I was trying to be linear. I was like, go to the next step, go to the next step. All right. Well, that's not how I'm going to be able to tackle this project that I've taken on, which is the power of the hero's journey being the healing journey. A really cool thing happened to me, which I would call a synchronicity, right? You know, you're on the right path when you give up, you ask for help, and then a synchronicity falls into your lap. And, or in my case, it fell on the floor. Um, I've been following, and if you get my newsletter, you'll see I keep fo- photographing that I'm really into the power of myth. I've been really into the power of myth since it was given to me by um, my mentor and director, Craig Foley, like 30 years ago at least. And he handed it to me and he said, if you ever want to tell a good story in this world or ever want to be an artist, um, you're going to want to know Joseph Campbell's work. And the best way to understand it is through the power of myth. Highly recommend. It's the interview between Bill Moyers and Joseph Campbell. It's a book. Get it. It's great. And that's the book I've been using as a guide. But there's another book, and I mentioned it earlier. It's called A Hero with a Thousand Faces. And that book was kind of a, a you know a deeper cut in my in my bookshelf. And A Hero with a Thousand Faces um, uh, fell out onto the floor. I was uh, painting. I got my bedroom painted, and I had to empty out uh, bookshelves and which you can imagine if you're painting a bedroom. I had to. I had to. I'd move things from the back of the closet. There you are know, all sorts of things I had to do. Little did I know that while I was quickly moving these stacks, um, I somehow put the stack sideways and backwards. So I walked by while well, I've been in the middle of this four four takes of trying to get to the next episode here of the Good Energy Healing Show, and um, I uh, I looked over and there was the book Hero with a Thousand Faces, and I was like, Oh my goodness, I've been reading The Power of Myth but maybe this book is supposed to be here for me. It's already in my house. It's a coincidence. It's, it could also just be a stacking issue on my part. It doesn't matter how synchronicities happen. I want to repeat that. It does not matter how synchronicities happen. Sometimes you can rationalize them. 
Sometimes they just feel like flat out mistakes. Sometimes they feel magical. It does not matter. What matters is follow it. Okay. I could walk by it and say, huh, that was interesting. I'm going to chalk it up to nothing. Don't chalk up anything that gets your attention that's relevant to nothing. So I I walked over, I reached over and I uh, picked up the book and I started flipping through it. And as I flipped through it, I came to page three. Okay. I started at the beginning, but as you know, page three isn't really page, you know, the third page of writing. It's we're well into it because there was the, the introduction and the prologue. But I specialize in energy healing. Um, I believe that we have healing through human touch. And through that, we, we can have healing through our heart. And through the language of our heart, we can start speaking to each other. And that's intuition, speaking to ourselves, speaking to um, the connection with the intelligent life force. It's all really amazing. Okay. So I live in a state of amazement every day. I see clients every day, um, in person and remote. And this I've been doing for about 21 years. I'm passionate about this work. Um, I love it. Um, it's, 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 that's all I can say. So as I came across being curious about the hero's adventure, why I'm a little bit stumped on my series here about the adventure that I've been doing for quite a while now. Um, can I get some help from Joseph Campbell? Then the book falls out on the floor from the middle of a stack because I didn't stack it very well. And I get to page three, the second paragraph in the first chapter called Myth and Dream. I will read this to you, um, crediting Joseph Campbell himself. Here are his words. Throughout the inhabited world, in all times and under every circumstances, the myths of man have flourished, and they have been the living inspiration to whatever else may have appeared out of the activities of the human body and mind. It would not be too much to say that myth is the secret opening through which the inexhaustible energies of the cosmos pour into human cultural manifestation, unquote. Joseph Campbell, the hero with a thousand faces. Um, so the inexhaustible energies of the cosmos pouring into cultural manifestation through the mythology the, the, the mythology that he, he breaks down is that there is one great myth that helps us navigate our personal lives as well as our collective lives. It's the monomyth. And now I'm understanding that even though it has steps and stages, it's not linear. So yes, you have the call to adventure, right? You feel the adventure, you get called to the adventure, um, and then you say yes or no to it. And that's just the way life goes. Check it, check yourself, check on every single thing you did today. You got a call to the adventure, whether it was on your calendar or it was a surprise or the weather pushed you that way, or, or you, or, or your, or your physical body pushed you that way, or a friend pulled you or, or an enemy pushed you, whatever it is, you got a call to the adventure. You said yes or no to it, but eventually you say yes, because otherwise that's the end of the story, you know? And then you would meet up with, um, 
a um, mentor or somebody who would help give you ideas and guide you a certain way. Um, you would meet up with a wise one um, who would give you even more um, more insights and help guide you guide you along your way. And then you would start on your adventure and you'd, you'd realize what you had with you and then you'd realize what you were missing. And right around that, you, you might feel um, a point of crisis, right? Which is a point of opportunity, but it's also sometimes called like the dark night of the soul. It's where you go into this, the, you know, in the cycle of life, you go into the, you go into the time when the, you're on the other side of the moon, right? Or, or, or the sun is on the other side of your planet. And so you have to feel your way through and you have to face some of the things that aren't just going to shiny pop out at you. You got you got to go within. You've got to take a moment and have uncertainty. Uncertainty. One of the most beautiful definitions of um, faith, as is, it, was, it was, I think I heard it first explained by Brene Brown, uh, just prolifically sorting out um, how the mind and the spirit can feed, um, mental health, um, because she's a social worker and an author about everything to do with human behavior and the human experience. And she's just done such a great job. And I know I, I reference her often. Um, I really dig her work that she's done in the last 10 years. So, um, but she really beautifully articulated that uncertainty is an opportunity to understand how we move through faith, how we move through hope, how we move with love, how we move with the things, not, not the non-material things. That's essentially what faith is. You will not have material evidence and yet you persevere anyway, which is what we all do in all of our small adventures in our day. Okay. Just the way it goes. And uh, Brene Brown put it so beautifully is that we so often think that we're supposed to have faith, which means we're supposed to embrace being certain, being certain in our faith. And in fact, she articulated that faith is the act of uncertainty. So what did she do? She brought us through Joseph Campbell's monomyth and said, okay, you're going to hit this part of uncertainty and that's okay because that's just going to grow the strength of your character and your soul and your story and grow the strength of your story. Okay. So then, um, eventually you come out of that, just like eventually dawn comes again, you know, um, the sun will rise again, um, and your spirit will feel peace and this too shall pass. And let's just go back to sunrise. Okay. Let's just honor the energy of sunrise. And so the sun will rise again on your monomyth and you will have, um, discovered a great deal about yourself. And then I'll just jump up to the point. Why say yes to the adventure? So now I'm on the other side of, am I saying yes or no to this adventure? You know, the point of saying yes to the adventure is to receive the gifts. And Joseph Campbell refers to the gift as the ultimate boon, B-O-O-N. Now, anyone who's listening, who knows me personally is probably laughing right now because that word boon, B-O-O-N is synonymous with one thing and one thing only about me. And that is the name of my dog, Boone, who came into my life at age when I was 25 and lived a good long life for 15 years. And 
really is synonymous with, with, with my heart and my soul and my love. I absolutely will start crying even thinking about it, not because I'm sad of the story of me and Boone, but because I love him so much and he had a full life in dog in dog life with me. And um my life has gone on, but it's pretty amazing to have had a whole life um shared um that was so intimate like it can only be when you're hanging out with a dog every day and shaping your life and making your big life decisions based on how much you love your dog um take that as a metaphor for those of you who are not uh don't have dogs or aren't dog letter- lovers but those of you who are dog lovers you get it okay so um this is where i've got to tell you how my dog got his name boone as we talk about the ultimate boone with Joseph Campbell. So I didn't know about the ultimate boon with Joseph Campbell when this story came up and when this puppy came into my life, um, but that had not happened yet. And, um, so although as I'm saying this, I did get the book 31 years ago and I must've read the book. And then I think I'm in denial about how old I am. <laughs> I think I got the book. I think I got the book and I got, and, and it all arrived about, about the same time, about the same time. If, okay. Cause yes, because I think I'm actually in denial about how long Boone's been gone for. Well, all of you have just done the math for me. And I think that you're seeing, you know, 20, 25 years, 30 years. It's all, all coming together. So I guess the energy of Boone was coming into my life. Joseph Campbell was coming into my life. And this um, beautiful little puppy dog showed up in my life. Um, he was at my uh, boyfriend's apartment. And he had been found on the streets of Worcester, Massachusetts. And they had rescued him. And that's how I first met him. And um, what I wanted to say is that... Um, what I wanted to simply say is that it was kind of a miracle. It was pretty cool. So it was a cold January day. And according to legend, um, this little puppy dog, very small, maybe only about six weeks old, was um, found on the streets in the snow uh, on South Main Street in Worcester, Massachusetts, which is where Clark University is, if anyone's familiar with Clark University. And um, the little girl brought the dog, brought the puppy into a local church. And I know that it was a Catholic church because there was a nun there, a nun who, who was there, who greeted him and the girl. And the little girl said, I need to find a home for this puppy dog. I've got to, I've got to go. I can't bring this dog home, but can you please take it in and, and do what you need to do? So she was about to hand the puppy over to the church she's young, the puppy's young. And, you know, just saying, I can't take responsibility for this. I'm going to get in trouble, but what, what are we going to do? I can't leave the dog here, but you're, you're the church. You can do something. And the nun did something that was really quite sacred and said, we cannot take this dog, but what we can do for you, since you and this dog are now on an adventure together is I'm going to bless you 
and bless this dog. And so she took the puppy and they walked up to the altar of the church in Worcester together. And this nun did a prayer that gave a blessing to a good home. It was a blessing to find a good home. Those of you who are Catholic might know exactly who the saint was or what the prayer was. Um, Feel free to share that with me um, after I post this. But it was a blessing for a good home. And then the little girl walked out, went home, and um, told her mom. And her mom said, we have to call our cousin who has his own apartment and lives with a bunch of young men, young guys. And they'll take the puppy. And it turns out she was absolutely right. And that apartment was the apartment where I would visit my boyfriend, who is now my husband. And um, so I would go over there and um, I, I met the puppy. And the first thing I said was, this is such a special puppy. And then they said, well, he is special because he's been blessed. And this is his story. So that was really cool. Um, but the dog didn't have a name. And I had the opportunity to contribute to um, suggestions for the name. And knowing that um, this story of the blessing, I thought, wow, that should really play a role in the name. So I suggested, you know, maybe the name Benedict, which means a blessing, or uh, Boone. And they chose Boone. And that's how Boone got his name. And then I went on to, as you know, everyone in the apartment went their separate ways. Um, my husband and I ended up, um, taking, you know, custody of Boone and loving Boone. And, um, I like to think giving him a great life and he gave us a great life. So, um, that's, that's, that's Boone. So, um, that's poetry inside of poetry for me because, Boone was my Boone. Boone brought it, but there's a expression, another expression called a Boone companion, which is the one who goes on all the adventures with you. And my heart is just filling up again when you just think about how much love, you know, so many decisions I made and places I, I went to, which was like, I'd rather spend time, you know, going on these adventures with my beautiful dog, Boone. So for, for, for the rest of my life, Boone is going to be one of my great, great loves and also my great teacher. Okay. That is why it's so close to my heart that Joseph Campbell calls this gift, this receiving of the gift, um, which is part of the adventure. It's not the last step of the adventure, but it's close to. You receive the gift and you, and you realize what the gift is. I promise you, the gift is always going to be something that brings you more health and is connected to your intuition. The gift is going to be that you realize something inside of you was waiting to be revealed all along. Let's just talk about this for a second. Okay. Think about anything you've ever received as a gift. Okay. Like, let's like just get really literal about gifts. Did somebody gift you a trip? Did somebody gift you some time? Did somebody gift you a warm sweater? Did somebody gift you um, some fancy toothpaste? Did somebody gift you a pet? Did somebody, anything that is truly a gift is something that enhances and heals your life because healing, and I'll say this over and over again, healing means to be made whole. And so what is unwhole is something where a piece is missing, right? 
if something's not whole because a piece is missing. And so a true gift is something that brings a piece of your life together. You don't know what the whole is. You're in the middle of your life. But if it adds to the whole, then it's a gift. Okay. And a boon, an ultimate boon means the gifts that bring more gifts, the gifts that change and heal you more than usual, ultimately, right? The ultimate, the blessings, the ones that are, the ones are the ones that have like a macro impact on your life, the ultimate boon. Okay. So this is part of storytelling too, for all you storytellers and writers out there. You want to figure out what the gift is for yourself or for the character or the narrator, uh, the protagonist. Um, but put yourself into all that. You're the story, you know, that big story. What is the ultimate boon? What is the ultimate blessing? And then what you do is you, the next step is that you bring the gift back to the community. If you do, can't make your way back, you haven't finished, you haven't finished. And this is what's so important. Imagine doing the entire adventure and then holding back and not sharing your gift with the with the community. That's why sharing is the opposite of dysfunction. Sharing is saying, I made a mistake. There's that growth mindset again. Like I, I went through an adventure and I I stumbled and I fell and I met a mentor and I met a wise person and I and I and I went through a dark night of the soul and then I picked up my tools and I invented some tools and I discovered some tools and then I gave up again and then only right when I was giving up did I realize I had a blessing that was right in front of me and I picked up the gift and then behind the gift was another gift and then I opened another gift and I realized oh my goodness I'm bringing this back and then okay now I'm going to keep it a secret no, no, that's no, no, no. Then you say, and then I was able to tell that messy, beautiful story. And that is my, that is my gift. And now I can start on my next adventure. Right when I was getting ready to record, um, today, I, um, I was sitting here typing away at the keyboard, making some notes. I should probably look over at them. Yep. Joseph Campbell, Professor Joseph Campbell. We got it all. It's there. It's coming together. So I was making these notes and um, my son asked me if we could get a haircut and it's late in the day. Let me just tell you, you know, based on uh, the schedule, uh, it's a very unusual time that any hair place dressing place would be open. Any place that you can get a, a haircut. Um, but he wanted to get a haircut before tomorrow morning and he was wanted to do it pretty spontaneously. And it was a real long shot. Okay. To get a haircut today. So we went out and I said yes to the adventure. I'm like, let's see what's going on. And so we dashed over to Supercuts, and they were all filled and they're closing. And we dashed, called another place like called great clips and they were closing. And I uh, looked on the internet and saw that everything was closed or closing not a chance. I think I called another place. They said, not a chance. Can't do it. Okay. Okay. So that's good. That's good. Everything in technology says it's not happening. Um, we accept the fact that it's not happening. I might be his, I don't know who I am. I'm, I'm probably like the mentor role, which is he has an idea. I say, let's do it. So maybe we're having adventures together. So then I decide to let go. And I say, all right, let's let go and let's drive by the barbershop that opens at six o'clock tomorrow morning and let's see if it opens up tomorrow 
at like six or six fifteen or six thirty. I remember it's around very, very early, like very early, but even before seven a.m. So as I was just driving there to kind of let go of today and think about the plan for tomorrow, there is a barber shop open with the door wide open and people inside gathered. And um, we turned it around, turned the car around, which is very much um, part of the hero's journey where you get off the beaten path and you do something that's a little unusual, turn the car around. And we walked in, we were brave and vulnerable and said, "Um, are you even open right now? And they said, no, we are closed. And then one soul on the far other corner with his back to us who is looking up at the TV set, either turning the channel or maybe turning it off so he could go home. He said, I'll take you. I'll give you a haircut. And within 45 minutes, my son had a beautiful haircut. We made three or four friends. We took photographs. Um, We posed. I was posing. um, They're asking to take pictures. It turned into a party, like nothing I've ever experienced at a hair hair salon or a barber shop. And then, um, with, and it was a real eclectic group of people. um, But they're they're that's their home. Like that, they're all home, like hanging out uh, after hours, willing to give a haircut. And one of the gentlemen there, I turned to him. I said, "We." in the photograph, I said, look at us standing next to each other. We look like we could be related. And he said, um, I said, this is my last name. And he said, this is my last name. And we had the same, I was referring to my maiden name. We had the same last name almost, except for the difference of a couple of letters. Cause my last name, which I talked about, uh, my maiden name is McCann. Right. And so his last name was very similar to that. So we had a good laugh. So now there are all these synchronicities going on. And my husband and my husband and my son, sorry, the typo there, and my son got a great haircut. So it was really cool. It was really, really cool. Um, and I thought about it as I was driving home. I'm like, there is like a, I just had a little micro adventure that might become a macro adventure because now I get to tell it in this bigger storytelling, because I don't want to hold back the gift that. So many things happen in a day if you say yes to the adventure. And if you say yes to the adventure with the consciousness of the monomyth, which is that every single opportunity happening here is teaching us how to grow and how to live more consciously and not to numb out and, and, and to get uncomfortable just enough to trust that you will always actually be okay? How does that sound? Get uncomfortable enough to learn and get more evidence that you're always going to be okay. What more can you ask for in this world? To learn, to grow, to get out of your comfort zone, and to get reassured that all is well. Pretty cool. Pretty powerful stuff. So one of the things I put in the um, notes was, what's the point? one of my least favorite questions, but it has to be asked, you know, what's the point? And, 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 and the point is, is to bring home the gift. The, the point is, is to fill yourself with the gift. So the gift beneath the gift beneath the gift is actually just that ultimate essence 
of life force connecting with you, with who you are. Um, I know all of you can think of moments that you've had. If it's been a little day, like you're trying to find an open barbershop at an odd hour, where you're taking a trip halfway across the world, or if you're um, lucky enough to stumble into some kind of an adventure through a puppy dog, you know, showing up at your doorstep, you are saying yes to a deeper search for meaning and a deeper search for your soul. And those are the gifts that if we're all searching, and this is what I believe Joseph Campbell knows we're going to do, whether we choose it, we seek it, or it seeks us. But that we are always going to be finding meaning that's going to deeply connect us to each other and to nature and to love, the universal law that love is what brings us together. So I got a little closer to understanding love today. I got a little closer to understanding love through the story of Boone. And that wasn't all good stories. That's 15 years of stories. There were tragedies. There were stressors. Um, I've got a lot of stories. I think, you know, if anyone listens to this, um, this podcast, but if anyone knows me, I I've got stories inside of stories. They all result in love. Tragedy and trauma is not the absence of love. It's another story. It's another story. So I'm Hillary Crowley, and this is the good energy healing show. And I'm going to keep going on this series about the adventure, but I'm setting us all free from this sense of the linear I walked you through it one more time, but then notice how it's more like a, like a, like a, ah, uh, a game where it zigzags, you know, it doesn't, all the points, we can hit all the points, but they don't have to come in a linear fashion because you might be having one stage of one adventure simultaneously with another stage of another adventure. Like I said, it's all entangled and all very beautiful. So Joseph Campbell's monomyth, as he describes it as the hero's journey, can be happening in multiple ways in your day, in your life, in your dreams. But I welcome you to get really curious about the stories that surround you and that are unfolding every day. And Joseph Campbell would ask you to get really curious about all the stories that came before you, whether from your ancestors or from literature or from um, he loves the the classics or from artwork, you know, or the Greek mythology. Allow yourself to be part of the story because in doing so, you will be healing your life and you'll have context and content for understanding how your life is emboldened by love. I will see you the next time. Um, because I, the next time I want to explore, uh, one of the chapters, one of the characters in my book and how he unpacked many, many adventures in order to overcome his disease. And then ultimately had to let go of overcoming anything or any overcoming or any outcome to allow the adventure to happen to him, which is the magic and the synchronicity of it all that Joseph Campbell talks about. It's 
It's an amazing process, not that easy to organize or articulate, but I'm honored that you spent time with me today. And thank you for being here for the Good Energy Healing Show. I am Hillary Crowley. Uh, please subscribe and hit the five stars and share this with anybody that you want. I, I, I love this work that I'm doing and I know I'm not quite sure what the ultimate boon is for this series, but I know we're getting closer and it starts with letting go of linear limited thinking. Again, I'm Hillary Crowley and thank you for listening to the Good Energy Healing Show. I will catch you the next time. Have a beautiful day.